0: Block talk radio. We're back on the Boston Man show. We got basketball filming club with our basketball coach Travis Williams with us. Coach, how you doing today? Glad to have you back on with us this week.
1: I'm doing good, my man. It's certainly great to be back on. We're really, really excited about today's
0: show. Yes indeed. Well coach, we gotta start with the hometown Atlanta Hawks. Absolutely looking like they, they might close our Brooklyn and get Washington, and with Kevin Love going down for Cleveland and the Bulls not all the way back to where they need to be, would you say if the Hawks need to cash in with this opportunity, I'd be their best chance to get to the finals ever in franchise history this year or today? Well, as you
1: know, man, one thing about the playoffs is <laughs> the playoffs are very, very strange, man. You got to come ready to play. and Like I said, the, the game, the Hawks really need this game. I mean, you know... The the good thing, you know, you got two games, but, but you really want to try to close it out. You know, the Nets have been playing, you know, it's been scary basketball. I think it comes down to whether or not the Hawks, able hey, they've been getting double-digit leads, but it seems like the Nets always turn that corner to make it a close game or, you know, like that. But, I, but, I, but with the Hawks and the makeup of their team, they need to fight through with this one.
0: Now, this series to me has shown – what the Hawks miss Tabo Cephalosha. Because he's another big body to throw with Joe Johnson. Because Kent Bazemore, in my opinion, is too small for Joe Johnson. And when De- DeMarco gets in foul trouble, the Hawks are in trouble. But Demar is been playing a heck of a game. And you feel like Al Horford's pinky is hurting what he's letting on? Because feel like his shot's not been the same. He's he's you know a lot of little nicks with it. He's going a lot out of the game earlier. But and Antich is making – making jump shots to help play against Brooke Lopez, and he gives them the size they need. So, you talk a lot about the Hawks' bench and the you parts to how, you know, maybe Tabo could be with him, will help him out a lot this series, and how Perrault has been playing, and after that, I hope been a little bit hurt this series.
1: Well, yeah, like you say, you hit it on the head. I think every time you lose a player, a play, uh, 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 you know, versatility, especially his defensive mentality, you know, the guys very versatile player, you know, offensive, defensively, and can get after those Joe match uh, matchup from, you know, for a defense throwing a big body on him like that. So, and like I said, it's going to come down to defense and getting stops. You know, I think that's, that's the key, especially with the depth of your bench. But I think Al Horford, you know, he shot, you know, for some reason the last game he shot really, really well, you know. So, I think it's a give and take with that pink, but when it's playoff time, sometimes, you know, you try not to use it. That injury is a hindrance. I just think that you know, with, with everybody on page, they just got to fight, man. You know, one thing about the playoffs, you have to be ready to fight, fight. And it's a it's a possession game. You know, every possession is crucial, whether it's offensive or defensive possession. So it comes down to them getting a the key stop, you know, getting a key rebound, getting a key deflection, making a key play on the offensive end.
0: And you know, sitting that same vein, coach, is Jeff T. He's been, when he pushes the ball, except that the Hawks that are good pace, that Nets are on their heels. It seems like when he, slow, when he slows down do not look to push the ball, and Nets get the defense set, and then the Hawks start to get started and get those jump shots. When he pushes the ball, you get your dribble drive, you have open shots for Cal Corver, have open shots for Al Horford or Millsap with the mere race game. So you feel like Jeff T needs to keep attacking and not get caught up trying to get so much run, running and running but want to push that secondary break, the primary break, and get easy, early
1: shots before the defense gets there? Listen, Jeff Teague is the key. I mean, your point guard play is the most important aspect of any program, as you can see. And and what the Nets are trying to do, they're trying to keep him out of that lane. They're trying to keep him from attacking, you know, and opening up the court, you know. And, and, and so he is the key. He is a big difference, like as you saw in the last game, you know. When he's making shots, making plays, getting in the lane, being creative, getting shots for other, the Hawks are a scary team because the Hawks have a dynamic offense. You know, they they have a fun way to play. I like that plan, and they're having fun. They don't care who gets the shine. You know, a lot of ball screen action. Let Jeff make good decisions. Kyle Corey, he keep moving constantly on the perimeter. It, it makes it an exciting game, but it also makes it a game where Jeff Teague is very, very capable, very, very deadly for
0: for the opponent. Yes, indeed. We're John Bob, the coach. Travis Williams, breaking down the NBA playoffs with me today on the Boss Man Show. And we got an injury to talk about, a big injury. In this next series, it's going to be Kevin Love out for six months with dislocated shoulder, torn labrum in his shoulder. He had surgery this week to fix his shoulder. First of all, I want to ask you, was that a these times was dirty play by Kelly Olenek, first of all, and secondly, how does that affect the Bulls-Cavs matchup going forward? Knowing that the Bulls have to throw at you Nikola Vucevic off the bench with Taj Gibson and Gasol, Joe King Noah, and plus we're gonna throw a fifth one in that Nazi Muhammad. With that front core of the Bulls, then you then you down to just Tristan Thompson, you some of these Mozgov, and then 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 where you're going with Cleveland? So I feel like his his losing love is gonna affect that series going forward. You see the Cavs winning that series, you feel like the Bulls took it all the way in their favor.
1: Listen, I, I mean, it's a great loss. I mean, it's a huge loss for the Cavs. I mean, there's no way. There's no way you sugarcoat. I mean, a, uh, you think about Kevin Love, what he was doing: 17 points, 10 rebounds. His presence is gonna be missed because the one thing that he did, he spreaded the floor. He was a threat. You know, a three point shooter. He rebounds real. He spreads it out. I mean, he, I mean, he's a great player. I mean, you look at the stuff that he's been able to do when he's really, really quick, and what the Cavs been able to do when, that big, there quote unquote, you know. So, so he's going to be missed. I just, I just think as a as a part of the game, and like LeBron James said, you know, next man up. You know, that's why they're in the NBA. You know, is next man up. But I, but I think you know, LeBron has been in that situation when when Chris Bosh was out for a number of times with the Heat. So LeBron, he gets it. He's been he's been there, and so I just think with the type of player he is. They're going to find a way. you throw, throw on top of that, J.R. Smith as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how this game plays out, you know, how this series plays out between the Bulls and the Cavs. But it should be an exciting season. series.
0: I think the Cavs are hoping for just a 1-1 split at home. Now, I hate to say they're at home, but they're probably hoping it's just it's a 1-1 and not 0-2 going back to Chicago. Because if it's 0-2 going back to Chicago, then you can pretty much call it a day, right? And with with the full roster, with Derrick Rose playing better, Jimmy Butler going out, out crazy, and how they blew out Milwaukee in Game Six! Oh my, you know, beat them by fifty six points. I mean, my God! I mean, Milwaukee must have quit on or, or something because no NBA seems to be getting <laughs> beat that bad. You know, I was I
1: was listening to to Derrick Rose talking the other day. You know, after that, and and you know. The coach, you know, they had a – again, they were going against the second unit. Started against the second unit, and it was just, hey, beat the starters up. Get out them, you know. For them, you know, and that's the mentality they had. I mean, they had a really physical practice. And normally during playoff time, you're really not having those type of practice. But, you know, the mentality was, hey, we're going to get out there. Short, and it showed, and it transferred over into the game against the Bucs. And, and so, like you said, this matchup with – and Rose, they feel like they match up well with the Cavaliers. I mean – yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting. Like I said, Rose is back healthy, playing with some confidence, playing the brand of basketball. Not as wild and fire as, but he's playing a smarter basketball game and playing smart basketball. So it's going to be interesting, him and that Kyrie Irving matchup at the point guard. They dictate what goes on in this series, those two guys there.
0: Yes, indeed. And, you know, we're also people joined by Travis Williams, our best see on the Baltimore Show. Moving on to the Western Conference, Coach, Clippers v. Spurs game seven. It's a shame this is a first-round match. This should be what's called a final match, not a first-round matchup. But you were, know thought the Clippers would actually win two games San Antonio, show the them to get that done. Now, game seven, Saturday night in L.A., what, you know, this game is going to be all about execution. It's, it is truly a make-or-miss lead. Whoever makes the shots, we'll, we'll win this game. Who do you think will be the key? What will be the X factors for each side get get the Clippers or the Spurs over the hook? Who do you feel will end up winning that game in L.A. Saturday night?
1: Well, definitely, this is, this is a big money game. This is where guys have to step up. The so Chris Paul, the Blake Griffiths, the DeAndre. Eagle, this is where guys need to step up. This is why they get paid the big book. Game seven. It's going to show your mentality when you're in the heat of that battle. One thing about this, this this playoff series is how you execute down the stretch. And and that's that's what happened with the Clippers. They were able to execute down the stretch and get a big win to force this game seven. And so, you know, I was thinking about what Pop said. Pop said to his team, he called them soft. He felt they were soft. They didn't play with any heart. They didn't play with any soul. They didn't play with the normal zap, you know, pass, movement, cut, ball movement, you know, So it's going to come down to who executes, especially in key moments of the game, because it's going to be a possession game.
0: You see, I going to be a great – it's going to be a fight before the fight, on fight night. (laughs) So we look forward to that, no doubt. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. And like I said, they're defending world champions,
1: so, you know, NBA champions. So this is going to say, you know, this is – I don't think this game is really going to break or make the Clippers, because this is where – then their Achilles heel right here. They haven't been able to get over the hump, so to go against the Spurs team and to be able to get over the hump, this is going to prove their value from the from the organization on down to seeing where this team is.
0: Yes, indeed, and you know we have a we have a, a, a close to home here and right here down in Memphis. Mike Conley, game four, said I'm going to come hit him with the elbow, an inadvertent elbow, knocked him out. Three facial fractures. He had surgery. He came to the game on the Wednesday night down in Memphis. He looked like he had been in a 12 round bout with Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao when he was looking. Report is out of Memphis today is that, hey, he's on travel with them, but he probably won't play in game one. And Mike Collins is important, in my opinion, to getting Tony Allen to guard Clay Thompson or Steph Curry because. Mike Conley can play as a Thompson Curry, and Mike, Thompson, Mike Conley can go right back at Steph Curry, make him actually defend, not let him take off on defense. And if you have Nick Calafis and Beno Udry out there, you, you, Steph can rest on defense. So do you feel like if Mike Conley plays, the Grizzlies will able to win two games will make you more interesting series rather than maybe win one game in Memphis, win three or four in Memphis, and be a five-game series when it goes to the coast or the, what's called the finals, whether it's either Houston or the winner of the L.A. and uh, San Antonio series.
1: Of course. You know, I mean, that's a huge impact, you know, huge loss for him because you got to think about you. You're trying to replace 16 points a game, and then you're trying to replace his defensive skill because like you said, you're going against one of the top scoring teams in the league, you know, you're going to – just one uh, MVP and Stephon Curry, you know, one of the top players in the league that's capable of getting shot. And like you said, Clay Thompson. I mean, you need all your defensive weapons with a team like this. And so that's a that's a huge, huge loss. And, and you know, I think – and he's the heart and soul of the team. You think about it. your point guard, the guy gets you in the team, the guy that brings the energy, brings that enthusiasm, brings that leadership, that playmaking ability. It's important. It's important. You know, so – you know, the, who's the guy of value of that? Like you mentioned, you know, is and, and Bino, you know, they need to step up and, and play. You know, they're waiting to get through this series here. But, like I said, you're playing the best team in the league. And, and so Mike Collins' uh, injury is definitely, you know, you know hit, hurt hurt the team. But at the same time, I always go back to this point, is that that's why guys, the NBA, is time for someone else to step up and play.
0: You got that right. And finally, Coach, we're going to your field of coaching, college coaching. It's there. Billy Donovan, leaves University of Florida, go coach the OKC Thunder, who, in my opinion, gave Scott Brooks a raw deal. Because if you're going to fire a Scott Brooks, you got to have somebody better. And in my opinion, Billy Donovan is a great college coach. But going to Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook for graduate years, is this who you really, really want to put? Put it in, in Scott Brooks' place because those guys, from what we read, like Scott Brooks a lot, like him personally a lot. And now you're bringing in Billy Dog a like college coach, but no in experience, to in an important year for your franchise. If Durant leaves and goes to somewhere else, OKC okay, so Thunder will, will pretty much be no one unless, and Russell Westbrook leaves after that. They're back to being a team of just getting ping pong balls trying to hope for the lottery picks. So, Sarah Preston bringing in Billy and his friend. Do you feel like this was a good move for the team? Do you think he can get Durant and Westbrook to buy in, Ibaka to buy in, and just make Durant stay there and Russell Westbrook stay there long term going forward?
1: Well, it's going to be interesting to see, like you said, you know, just how the dynamics all unfold. You know, Scott Scott Brooks had some really good success there. You know, it's unfortunate that he had some injuries to, like I said, one of the best players in the league, you know, and, you know to Durant and Westbrook. You know, and, and unfortunately – you know, came up short from making the you know the playoffs. You know, it's just, it's just you know a tough time. That's why I say you you know in coaching business, as I a, a, could attest today. You know, you can be successful one year, you can be not as good the next year, and you're gone. That's just the nature of it. And and like you say, you know, with with Presty bringing in Donovan, who we know they've had a really really close relationship. You know, et cetera. But but Donovan's walking it today, uh, and I was listening to Rick Martino. Donovan walking it a good job, not a bad job in the NBA, so it helped him in the transition, and the one thing I understood about, Kevin Durant and Westbrook, and, you know, you know, from, 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 listening from a management perspective side, you know, they needed a new voice, especially after they didn't maximize what they were trying to do is get the NBA championship, and, you know, no fault of Scott Brooks, you know, but, you know, injuries, but they just felt like they needed a new voice, you know, and. And if anybody at this particular age in his career, you know, age 50, he done accomplished a lot on a collegiate level with Billy Donovan, one of the most respected coaches in the in the college game, you know, I think he can go in there and make that transition. You look what, you know, Brad Stevens was able to do with with the Boston Celtics, you know. I just think, you know, it's a players league, you know, bottom line you got to have a relationship with the players. If you don't have a relationship with the players, you know, it, you're going to struggle. But I think, you know, from from – from what I heard and, you know, Billy Donovan growing as a coach and, you know, having a great relationship with, with with players and being there, cultivating that relationship. But it's going to be interesting to see how everything unfolds because when it's all said and done, you know, Kevin Durant is going to make a business decision. You know, business decision. So I think how the next year plays out and how Billy Donovan, you know, adjusts or transitions from college to the program, it'll be interesting to see, you know. But I think you know, if they can stay away from the injury rugs and those guys can have a pretty good success, pretty good season, you think about it. You look at what Steve Curry was able to do. You, you know, you think about what Mark Jackson went from the, the television booth to the court. So I just think about guys that being able to get in there and, you know, let teams know their vision, their philosophy. And, and if the players respect them and they respect the players, you never know. I think they'll play for them. So it's a, it's a give and take in the NBA.
0: Now this is why we ask you on the shows, I analyst coach, because you broke me down for like this as a, as a coach and as a player. And coach, I gotta ask you one more question. Now, in, in coaching, okay. you know, Sam Presti hired a friend. When you was a head coach, mm-hmm. and your, your, your coaching stops. Were you leery of hiring your friends because in case it case went south on you both, that may harm the friendship. You know, you say it won't, but it's. It, never we're human. If it's, if it's going, that's going to affect it some way. or another, Would you kind of like you didn't want to lose a friend, hiring them on with you for his comfort, or you was like, well, we will probably work it out. So how would you go about when maybe hiring a friend or, or working for a friend?
1: Well, it's a give and take, like you said. I've been on both sides where well, I've hired friends, and and it didn't go well, and some and we don't have that relationship. You know, early in my career, so it's a give and take. But at the same time, in the coaching business, coaching fraternity. You, you want to hire guys that you, you feel are going to be loyal to you. You know, I think in that business, you got to have loyalty, especially whether it's college athletics or the NBA. You want guys to understand your vision, your philosophy, and what you're trying to do. You know, the NBA is a different different mentality, you know, because it's a, it's a professional league. Guys are supposed to be professional. Collegially, it's kind of different. But I think, ultimately, you want to have a staff that you're going to be comfortable with, that you're know going to go to war with, that you're going to be loyal to you at the same time. So, I mean, I'm a big proponent of having loyalty in the program that you guys know to have your best interest and in sharing your vision and what you're trying to do. And it's been around you and experienced some success with you. So so, so I'm a firm believer in that, you know. But at the same time, I've been on both sides where you have friends and you know well, and you don't have that relationship anymore because they didn't understand the vision you were trying to, to accomplish and the goals you were trying to accomplish and the things you were trying to do.
0: Yes, indeed, and folks, you got it right there from the coach himself. Break down for you, coach. Man, good to have you on this week again. We'll do it again this week, breaking down these playoffs and where all the NBA news happens. We'll do it again, coach. I hope you have a great week as well.
1: Hey, I appreciate it. I, I trust me. I'm really enjoying this, and and I hope folks really take a keenness in what we're here we're doing. And and anytime we can bring you value, insight, value, knowledge on, on sports from whether the collegiate, the NBA. Any, you know that's going on, but 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 I really enjoy it, and you keep up the good work, and I'm I'm really proud of you know what you're doing with the show.
0: All right, coach, no doubt we'll do it again next week. So well, the coach, Chelsea Williams. People coming up next, the boss Court right here on the Bossman Show on the Bossman Radio Network. <laughs>